morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola, I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. I hope you're well. I hope all is good with you in your world. I hope everything's fine. Ah, I've had a really, I've been really busy, like for the past two months. I almost, you know when you feel like you've, bit, you've bitten more than you can chew? But you know, the Bible says his grace is sufficient for me because his strength is made perfect in weakness. But... I feel I have to now really like pace myself down and just like rest and take some I wouldn't say time off but just you know take more a, a bit of rest in between in between work I found out that I'm not really very good at what they call take time off I, I think what works better for me although well it depends but I think sometimes working in between resting between between work so taking rest days even within a work week I think works better for me if I can do that, rather than, you know, waiting for that, taking time off, because sometimes, so it's just learning how to pace myself even while I work, you know, I think that really works for me, taking time off, well, yeah, I guess, I don't know, something else always crops up for me, you know, so I mean, I mean, it may not be work, but I don't that, you know, replace one form of stress for the other, so, but anyways, so we just trust God to help us through with that, so, and if this is your first time of being on this podcast, thank you for joining, this is where I just talk about faith, life and love in the context of the Bible, I'm a Christian, I love God, I believe the word of God, I'm in an ongoing relationship with him, which is going to continue till death, you know, till I, I transit into the next life, and um, he's my hope and he's the reason for which I'm living and I think every day I'm going through a sense of getting to know him more how better to work with him and things like that and you know I don't know whether it's a function of age or something I keep saying this in almost every podcast but now I just realize the, the, the cruelty of the world I think is, is more real to me now and maybe it's, this happens to every generation that lives through conflict because there's a lot of conflict there's a lot of evil stuff going on in my environment so you just realize that is this how life is i mean you've seen so many people mourn so many people just going through things it just really changes that rosy view of life that you may have had growing up even if you are not personally affected by some of those things just being just being aware of other of people's pain i think it's quite draining at least for me it has been and of course i've had also my own fair share of certain things but different from what others have gone through but i i just think right now i'm much more aware of how evil the world is how evil the world that the devil has corrupted is and how evil the devil himself is and he has you know caused humanity to live in corruption and how far away we are from what god's ideal is so I'm no longer in that place where I see the world as a place where people find joy and happiness. I I don't think so. And I think I used to be there before. I used to be I you know I believed in things like you could find happiness on earth. I really believed so. I believe that if you did the right thing, you were in the right relationships, you could find happiness. Now I I realize that it's almost impossible for you to find happiness on earth by doing by following life's course. I honestly think so and that is such a cynical thing I can't even believe I, I just said that because it's so different from who I have been and what I have believed for the majority part of my life but so I don't see the earth I, I think the world is fundamentally flawed and that even when you strive for happiness there are things that would happen that want to take happiness away from you and I think that there are people who I think 
are more genetically predisposed to finding happiness but i think that those people are maybe not not only genetically but also maybe by virtue of what they believe but i think that those people that are able to find happiness do not find it in the things of the world i think they're able to find it in things that are outside of the world in those intangible things that you know they have been able to put their heart and their soul in and of course the where God comes in is that he helps, at least for me, let me speak for myself, he helps me find meaning in the things of life. And I think I'm one of those people who I would always have, I would always have gone looking for God. What I just am grateful to God for is that he didn't allow me to go looking for him in the wrong place. But I'm that kind of person, I couldn't have gone through life you know, with all this old, like all this old happy-go-lucky myself, it just doesn't make sense to me, you know, I felt there has to be something bigger than what we're saying here, this can't be it, you know, I, I, I feel like the world looks like a, you are in the middle of a maze, like a squid game, and there's somebody who is watching the game, you know, so, you, you can't convince me when you are in that game and you're saying there's nobody, there's no game master, or there's no, no, nobody that sets this up, you can't tell me that this just happened. I, I, I mean, there's no way I'm going to believe that. You can call me. You can call me stupid. You can call me. It's like I, I'm seeing a, a, a chessboard on a table, and then you want to tell me that that chessboard just got there somehow. You know, there was this cosmic, um, how would I say? Um, there was this cosmic event that just made the chessboard somehow just, you know, get arranged on the table, and all the chess um, pieces were in, in place and you know there's a pattern to the play and there are rules and all of that and all of that just happened by some very cosmic thing i mean how does that make sense what is more makes more sense to me to say is i don't know how the chessboard got there but that looking at this game it looks like a very logical game it looks like a very intentional arrangement it seems to suggest that someone must have set this game up invented this game and put the pieces on the board and laid it on the table before i got here unfortunately it's not possible for me to find out you know what happened when i wasn't here but i can tell from the intentionality of the design of the chessboard and the level of um intellectually um, intellectual um reasoning behind the game that there must have been somebody intelligent design and intent behind this whole chessboard that we see here so that, that's it but what science and some people have done is to say because we can't see it we can't prove it therefore it doesn't exist i'm a philosopher that doesn't make sense it's not everything that you can see that you can prove that does not exist what it means is that you are limited in your ability to prove that it exists for instance, a, 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 you know, a, a disease, the fact that you haven't, you cannot detect a, micros, a microscopic organism doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. So anyways, I think we've gone off, I've gone off on a tangent here. But the point is, I am the sort of person who would have believed in God. You know, I would have needed people to explain to me who he is and, you know, okay, doctrine to doctrine, theology to theology. Let's look at your view and my view and all that. But I would always have looked for intelligent design in this world. I would absolutely not have fallen for the whole world just came out of nothing <laughs> i would never have been that person but anyway so 
I God enabled me to find my way to him and I've met this very intelligent and wonderful human being who is like the rock of my life and we've been in this up and down relationship we've gone through phases in my life when I felt well I, I, I felt I could do things by myself on my own I didn't need him so I've gone from places of vulnerability to places of self-sufficiency to places of leaning on him to places of working on my own and all of that but now I think maybe because of age which is really sad because I wish I had been where I am now earlier on and things like that i now really feel like let's just say i i now know that i need him more than ever and he asked me a question yesterday we're having a conversation silent conversation and heart to heart yeah (laughs) and he said something around something to do with the fact that we're talking about the difference between loving god and needing him and he was saying that you know we were having this conversation where we're saying that Many people cannot distinguish between loving God and needing Him. But what God is looking for is people who actually love Him. You know. Um, and it's okay to need God, but I think it's better to actually love Him. But I also think that it's not something you can force. So, and maybe we all start off by needing Him and then we grow to love Him. Oh, yeah, Holy Spirit, I like that. Uh, yeah, that sounds like it. So when he asked me that question, I couldn't really answer because I was like, so he said, so I said, okay, I was trying to wrap my head around that um, question. And then he was like, okay, so assuming I never did anything for you again, I mean, like you couldn't, there was nothing I did for you and maybe I couldn't even prevent certain things from happening to you, almost like a job kind of scenario. Would you still love me? And I was like, if I said, yes, yes, I was, then I thought about it. I was like, I really started thinking about it, but I was like. I was like, well, I know it will be tough. I'll probably go through the same kind of um, cycle that Job did where he got very angry with God, you know, was looking for answers. But at the end of the day, Job's, Job still ended up with God. Because, you see, I think there is no alternative to God, is the thing. And, and, and that's a conversation I, I have with God, with him many times. I'm like, in this world, I don't see any options that the devil is giving or the world system is or the world system is giving that is comparable to what you give i said so for me it's not even a it's not it's not a an even transaction and i think what the devil does is that he deceives people so that people do not see how um disparate his own um what his offering is so that it's just like what he did in the garden of eden with adam and eve he actually said to Adam, I mean to Eve, that you will be like gods. And God had already made them like gods. But, you know, he managed to make what God had given look even smaller than it was. Just so that what he was offering could look bigger and better. Which is that you will now know good and evil. Whereas the knowing and the good and evil came with demotion more than anything. Demotion, destruction, de- debilitation, call it what you may. So that's really what he does. You know, he offers you this completely diminished distorted version of things and somehow through deceit manages to make you feel like it's better than what god has given you and then you go for it and then later you find out that you've been scammed and thank you holy spirit for those really nice analogies and descriptions so i like to have these reflections because that's really what he does and um so 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 there is no option to 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 jesus so anyways we had this conversation about loving and needing and then I real I, I realized that I still need to and it made me think and it made me realize that I still have 
some way to go in terms of i think of not seeing god not being transactional in my relationship with god a lot of my relationship with him is still based on my need for him and it's not a need for physical things like before because i mean for me and god you know the physical material things he he's got that covered we've we've gone through that in the early parts of our relationships it's almost like a husband and wife that have been married for a long time you know you already understand you know you've covered i mean financial things that you know you've you've passed that phase of your phase of your relationship you know who provides what and all of that you know you know you pay the rent i pay the bills you know you know so that's not an issue anymore so we don't we're not we're not talking finances when they're big ticket things that i can't afford he, he picks up the bills he provides the tab you know he's, he's the provider that we're not there's no problem there but it's not i think more about the emotional need that i, I have for him the just the emotional needs and the resilience needs but i think where i need to grow a bit more is that i need to begin to do more for god and not just always expecting him to do stuff for me i think i'm still in that baby that stage whereby i still feel like he's supposed to you know keep on doing things for me and i'm not pulling my weight as much as i should and there was something he said to me recently which i'm i'm now beginning to learn i over the weekend i was asked to speak invited to speak at a international youth day event and um, before i left i had asked him that what should i say and you know he said something to me he said whenever you're asked to speak anywhere he's always said this to me anyways i always say yes because he knows that i'm a wolf i'm the kind of person i'm most likely to say like no what would i say what would i you know but he said always say yes and he, he said to me this morning he said you know take jesus with you everywhere you go and that i don't want you to it doesn't have to be a christian event before you take jesus with with you that's that's all i need from you on earth take him with you in other words you know talk about him the same way you talk about your work you talk about your children i mean and typically honestly whenever i do whenever i have my public speaking even if it's professional um, presentations i talk about my life you know i mean as in I, i i take examples from life from politics from society from my own experience and things like that so what he was saying is that the same way i talk about my life i should talk about jesus and I don't have to say it in a preachy way, but I can give examples that would bring the, you know, the life and the present and the reality of my relationship with him, you know, to light. And um and I said, "Okay. Okay, you're right actually. That's really something that I can do." And you know, and I think he enabled me to do it at that event. Not really like I said, not really talking about just I don't know, somehow I, I didn't really talk about Jesus, but somehow we talked about god you know and his purpose and we just yeah just some of yeah, let's just say that somehow brought it in and it wasn't like i planned it it was just you know the opportunity presented itself and i didn't shy away which, which i think is all that the lord would want for us so I, this is one of those scriptures where i just want to i mean episodes when i just want to remind myself that it's not always about me saying oh this is what god has done for me because i think i've been doing a lot of those musings very recently talking about oh his god is so wonderful he's done this is done that and that's fine but i think god is also now telling me that i should start thinking about what i can do for him as well and it's not just about what i can do for him but he, what he wants me to do for 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 his for the kingdom and for people around me and shining that light in such a way that all what he has invested in me other people benefit from it as well not just in this digital space but also with people that i meet face to face so i think that's going to be the growth opportunity for me now 
because I think a lot of my sharing has been mostly with um, this episode, this podcast, as well as a few trusted people who sort of like know me that way and not so much in the public light. So I guess he wants me to begin to do more in that space as well. So I'm just going to read the scripture that tells us about our role as Christians. If we're a Christian, if you're a Christian, you've given your life to Christ, you have a personal relationship with God um, through his son, Jesus Christ, and you believe that he's the Lord and the savior of your life, then the Lord Jesus would like us to do what he said in the book of Mark chapter 16 verse 15 to 16 where he says go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature he that believes and is baptized shall be saved but he that doesn't believe shall be condemned and this sign shall follow them that believe in my name they shall cast out devils they shall speak with new tongues they shall take up serpents and if they drink any deadly thing it shall not hurt them they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover actually i think the version i was looking for is in the book of matthew chapter 19 to 20 he says there go ye therefore and teach all nations baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy ghost teaching them to observe all things that i have commanded you and lo behold i am with you always even unto the end of the world so i think that's it so he says so jesus said to me that take me with you everywhere you go you know and um, I think that is a very good way to live because when you take Jesus with you everywhere you go, it's no longer about yourself. It's no longer about what you want, what you want to do. And, you know, you're not thinking about, oh, this person said this to me or this person treated me this way. Therefore, I will retaliate. It's, it's now about Jesus's agenda. It's now about what Jesus wants, to, Jesus wants to get out of that situation. It's no longer about you. It's no longer about me. It's no longer about myself and I. And I think that's a good place to be. So every day, I sense the need to be closer and closer to the Lord because, honestly, life can bring us, you know, life can come at you <laughs> at any time. And I think I don't want to be that person who it is when there is impact that you are reaching for your seatbelt safety. No, I don't want to be that person. I want to be well and truly shackled into my seat so that when the unexpected happens, I am safe. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for that. So, and that takes commitment because, you know, it means every day taking the effort to remain connected with the Lord, remaining under the banner of his love, you know, oiling that relationship through prayer, through faith, through obedience to the word of God, you know, reading his word, meditating upon it, you know, keeping yourself away from things that you know will be hurtful and just growing in the knowledge of God and you know investing in that relationship in such a way that you are you are cocooned I am cocooned by his love by his power by his grace and his spirit I'm learning you know I am learning and I'm enjoying it I think is the key thing because I always I never wanted to be the kind of Christian who would struggle to follow God or do so out of compulsion I've never wanted to be that person and I think God is helping me now, you know, to the point where I'm, I'm doing it because I love doing it and not because I have to. And that's a very important difference for me. So I just thought I should share what the Lord shared with me this morning, which is take Jesus with you everywhere you go. 
and I believe that as we do so, God will reveal himself even stronger to all of us and that maybe perhaps we'll begin to actually walk even in the power of the Holy Ghost, what is what was described in Mark 16, the version that I read earlier that I then sort of shied away away from because it talks about all the miraculous things that Jesus expects us to do but which we no longer pay much attention to now. So maybe the Lord wants us to begin to get back into that place of ministry and I trust God that he will make it possible even as he continues to reach out and teach us of himself and begin to behold him as he will. So thank you very much for listening. God bless you. Stay lifted and have a wonderful day in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you.